0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. It's Alan Berry Labucan with the rocksandstocksnews.com website. Um, Got a special guest in Joey Fries. She runs Holly Goldmine, Corp. I hope I said that right. Um, She's the CEO and president. I've known Joey for many years. She has a lot of experience, great geologist, and... um, I think they have an undiscovered gem here in Hale Gold. Uh, Joey, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks very much for hosting us. Did I get the name right? Well, to be honest, there's several ways
1: of saying it. So um, Mexicans usually say Chaligold. Chaligold. So that's, that's our more common way of pronouncing it. But a lot of other Spanish speakers would say Halligold, as you said.
0: Yeah, because X is, so, sounds as a, a J, holly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you it's Considering learn I'm here learn. in Mexico, I thought I'd use that <laughs> version, but for the English, I'll use chali for now on. Yeah. So, um, well, let's get right into it, uh, Joey. Before we did this interview over the weekend, I had a chance to do my research on uh, chali and um a couple of things really stood out one is your el oro project in mexico and the other is your stuff in newfoundland um why don't we start with the um with the mexico stuff sure. uh, what stood out the most to me is it looks like a project that's wide open for exploration only 2 of the 50 known veins have seen any work on them and knowing what i do about these vein systems down here and the zonation of grade at depth yeah. um it just stands out like a sore thumb that you've got plenty of exploration potential on those projects why don't we start there sure absolutely
1: well we we got into el oro because gold corp which was still wheat and river minerals bought Louisman for the Tile Tita mine and, and Ian Telford didn't like exploration so they looked for juniors to take to do the exploration and then if something was found they could back in. So we actually were chosen as one of seven to participate in an exploration contest and and meaning you know take people to site and uh, the Louisman people would would judge who they thought would be the best at helping find ounces and Larry Cornsey and Michael Kauselman from our team went and and we won the contest, so the deal was the deal. We had to spend $10 million to get 70% interest, five for the first 50, five for the next 30, 25. And then um, with time, we, we managed to work our exploration that they didn't back in and we reneg- renegotiated the back in. And so we ended up with 100% when Gold Corp actually left most of Mexico um, in 2017. But what we found in most of our drilling, which was between 2010 and and Before we go to
0: that, yeah. so what did you have to do for the 100%? Is that done? Oh, uh, we,
1: we issued another 5 million shares. So sorry, we got to 70% by spending $10 million.
0: And then we issued 5 million shares for the other 30. So it's all done. You got 100% now. Yeah. No backends, no royalties, nothing? Mm-hmm.
1: There are some odd royalties here and there, but um, they have a cap on them, so.
0: Okay, okay. So let's get on to why you acquired it.
1: Yes. Well, a vein system um, that had known known 55, 50 over 50 veins, and two of those produced 8 million ounce gold equivalent. And one of those, 4 million ounces gold and 44 million ounces silver. Now that's a rich vein only mined over an average of 200 meters vertical and the understanding in the day for Luis uh, when Luisman had been exploring was that your typical low sulfidation epithermal vein system precipitates gold over an average of 200 meters gold and silver I should say and then under that you usually get base metals so they figured okay it's mined out but during during the interim many people in mexico were recognizing what what they call stacked boiling systems or just a continuous boiling system so just goes up and down the column and so what we we drilled um we drilled tar so that's
0: indicative of a long-lived mineralizing story. System.
1: exactly so you're you're not just getting your gold silver here and then your base metals you're getting gold and silver over time you know being precipitated and so opportunity well, that
0: window of boiling zone is much has potential to be much deeper than exactly. Minutes.
1: Yeah, thank you. And so what we initially drilled under the four main veins known and found that that the indication was that we weren't out of mineralization by any any stretch. And then we started concentrating on El Oro and Veda Verde, which were the two biggest producers. And then we really focused in on San Rafael because um, we, we ended up with a bunch of targets that Placer Dome had delineated as being the first million ounce, you know, potential. And we focused on those. And what we managed to do was prove that mineralization, gold and silver mineralization, extended up to 500 meters below old workings. Wow.
0: And it could be deeper.
1: We never 500 did 500
0: meters in total. Yeah. yeah.
1: And we never did get into a solid base metal zone. So, so that was very exciting, but we didn't come up with a resource. So the market, you know, became less interested. But what we did find was that we believe there are cross-cutting, so the cross-cutting controls to the high grade. So the veins strike northwesterly, the, the controls to the high grade cross-cut in a northeasterly.
0: Before you go on to that, I just want <laughs> to share a story with you. I, um, I've spent a lot of time looking at epithermal vein systems because I'm down here in Mexico. I'm only 50 miles from the, uh, Mag Silver's Juan Isipio. Right. And about 20 miles from my house is a, uh, a mine called Milagros. And it, uh, had two parallel veins that came to surface. Uh, they mined those. And then when they got deeper, they did a cross cut to connect the two veins and they found another vein uh, that was phenomenally high high grade. It was, if you put it in today's terms, it would be about $300,000 a ton rock. So that's one of the great things about these epithermal vein systems is that this was completely blind and, I was drilling a, a epithermal vein system here in Mexico. And what I kept in mind was the potential to find these hidden veins. And so if we drill through a vein and we'd find alteration, we'd keep going. And we found multiple veins that way. So um, not only is it important to do that deeper drilling uh, for the known vein mineralization the cross-cutting structures, but also the f- potential to find hidden veins uh, uh, that uh, could be fabulously valuable as well.
1: Absolutely, very, very correct.
0: So I'll let you get back to your uh, your your uh, your cross-cutting structure part of the story. Right.
1: Well, what we found in in a series of our drill holes, which were three of them, that. We, um, well, we drilled three to get to the same target because the first two we lost in old workings. But the third one intersected extension of the San Rafael vein. But all three of those holes also discovered high grade, both gold and silver, in different, different intervals.
0: Orientations?
1: Yeah, in, in, the, in two other veins sitting above the vein we were looking for exactly what you're talking about and also disseminated um gold and silver in in the volcanics overlying
0: and leading out yes okay
1: and and so we in this particular zone we know there's some kind of vertical component controlling the high grade that isn't just within one vein but it's cross-cutting many veins and so it's given us a huge that
0: opens up all of your veins exactly Okay.
1: And, of course, we drilled parallel to those, that structure. So, so you're going to miss it with your drilling. So now we obviously want to get back in and drill obliquely so that we can cross-cut both the veins and the high, high-grade controls.
0: Excellent. And, um, wow, I mean, when I heard, when I started reading all that, it just opened my eyes up because, <clears throat> you know, the... The amazing thing to me is how underexplored, like for example, that Malagro story, they only, they didn't, never drilled it, never did any geophysics, they found the outcropping veins, they started underground mining, uh, the price of silver changed, they left. No exploration. If that was in Canada or Nevada or anywhere else, they would have Swiss cheese that whole entire uh, area and done extensive ex, uh, exploration. I, I can't believe how not only is the, a lot of areas underexplored, but even known veins are right. underexplored in particular projects. And that sound sounded exactly what uh, Chali has here.
1: Yeah. No it's it's phenomenal what could be there over 30 grams per ton gold and 300 and some odd grams per ton silver in places. Can so. you
0: imagine Joey eight million ounces of production yeah and it's underexplored they didn't they probably never even drilled those other vein those other veins how did they find them outcrop? No, it's all underground. Oh yeah. so no real drilling no the the
1: aloro gold now the the Aloro it's a district we own excuse me <clears throat> in the west there are veins that were mined more for silver they outcrop but the two biggest gold producers have younger volcanics covering them so they were found underground now there was a window of of the san rafael or an or, uh sister vein to the san rafael that was exposed, but, but everything, you know, else was covered by the volcanics. And Veda Verde, which produced 3 million ounce gold equivalent was discovered entirely blind just by somebody drifting from the other side of the mountain saying, Hey, if they found so many riches on that side, let me come in from this side and see what I can find. And lucky for him, he hit the vein right in a bonanza zone, and I think he paid off two years of drifting in one month. I mean, absolutely phenomenal.
0: And the, and these things remain underexplored. Yeah. All of the veins and the potential to find more blind veins. Yes. I mean, exactly. he just found it purely by luck. Yeah. With the truth machine in there, you can see alteration that will tell you to keep going. That's right. Absolutely. So, what is the game plan? Are you, to move this forward because you know now we've got gold performing much better. Everybody's looking for more gold stories. There yeah. isn't a lot of great ones around. Eight million ounces was produced here, so we know it's a uh, a rich system, and it's got a cluster of veins that uh, remain underexplored.
1: Yeah. Well, we go, we went into a, a quieter time period between 2013 and, and let's call it 2019 or 2020 and we got into two opportunities for cash flow. One is tailings. So we optioned those from the municipality and, and I should say to wait out the time period when people weren't spending too much money on, you know, deep, deep drilling targets. Um, so the tailings we optioned out, we we optioned from the municipality, and then we ended up optioning out to a group of four engineers who have a company called Sun River Gold. They've been working on it for several years, but they, and they have paid us a half million dollars over those years, but they should be in production by the end of March. And they've told me if not by the end of March, then, then certainly um, within months of that.
0: Are those They're- Mexican
1: guys? no they're they're americans but they have a lot of experience in mexico okay and they've just raised six and a half million dollars to put into production so they've got some pretty healthy looking cash flow analyses that convinced investors to put up that money and that property. was
0: based on what kind
1: of work um well that's first of all we did a resource there so we have one hundred and twenty thousand hundred and twenty thousand ounces gold and three million ounces of silver. And that's an inferred resource that we did. Now, they took that and just started working on their own metallurgy and, and ways of, because not, just leaching alone didn't seem to be that easy to get the rest of the gold. And the grade on that is just under three grams per ton gold and 75 grams per ton silver, so very high grade. I understand the process they'll be using is flotation.
0: Okay, And is so- this fairly nuggety? Course. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Fine, fine grain, but, but it is free gold by itself. Yeah, oh, probably.
0: so you can use gravity. No problem.
1: Well, I'm not, I think some gravity and some, um, yeah. Okay.
0: So, ah, so, take it on. What... so
1: we're hoping, well, I mean, unfortunately it's not forty three one oh one, so I can't mention the numbers that have been shown to us, but I believe that, you know, well, we'll, well, they will make a nice profit, of course, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to raise $6.5 million or convince people to put that up. And um, we get 5% of NPI, life of mine, but we also get the first $1.5 million that the municipality would get. So really for the first few years, I would assume, we'll get more like a 13% NPI and then... Once we've got the one and a half. That would be um,
0: sort of municipal taxes that don't. It's
1: actually because the municipality owned the tailings. They did the deal with us and they get an 8% NPI.
0: Oh, okay. Um, okay.
1: But because we.
0: How long is that? Year and a half? Did you say? What was the term? um, How long will they be in production or when will they? How long will you get the extra
1: 8%?
0: uh, The first one and a half million dollars. Okay. Okay. So okay. So the oh, first one and a half million dollars worth of production, you get thirteen percent of that.
1: Worth of we actually get the first one and a half million dollars that the municipality would have gotten.
0: Oh. oh yeah. Okay. 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 On their NPI. That's, I see. Yeah. Okay. And the reason
1: is because we let them use our old workings for for a uh, museum. And and they've done some work in there that has mitigated our our use of them for for now. So,
0: Very creative, Joey.
1: Yeah. So you know we're really hoping we understand they're, they they they're almost permitted. They've got all the machine uh, the equipment lined up, and so they anticipate being in production as I say by the end of March.
0: So although you can't report the numbers, you can certainly report the checks exactly yes <laughs> okay okay yeah. so those should start maybe as early as April may
1: I within yeah I think within um three six months of them getting into production okay. but they, well, they show their analysis paying us pretty pretty quickly so um yeah
0: okay so do they recover their capex first or how does that work
1: I don't believe all of it no they have to um. I, I, the numbers they gave me are pretty general. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like we would be getting cash fairly quickly. Yeah.
0: So there's a potential to cover some of your uh, exploration costs. I mean, down here in Mexico, drilling is very cheap.
1: Yeah, that that was the goal of why we did that, and then we have some Western Mexico opportunities as well but the markets have turned a bit. And so we're, I mean, our share price is still fairly low, but we're really hoping to get more excitement and be able to get back drilling at El Oro sooner than waiting for cash flow. But in any case, at least we have both, both opportunities going on.
0: Well, I mean, if somebody's looking for a gold exploration story, I mean, I'm, I I really like the sounds of it. (laughs) And uh, I've got a fair bit of experience down here in Mexico and, uh, you know, all of those that cluster of veins being underexplored and eight million ounces of gold having been produced out of just one mostly one vein, I think.
1: yeah. Well two, eight eight out of two, so five in one and three in the other,
0: but still. So and those still need to be now you've got a window of about seven hundred meters on every vein that really needs to be looked at more closely.
1: That's correct, yeah. There's no there's no
0: bottom that we know of. And they're fairly close together, so you might be able to tag two or three in one hole. Is that right?
1: The main producers are not that close together, but yes, there are several veins that are close together. So you're correct. We did already have three holes into three that intersected three veins.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you get a cross section there of uh one vein you might get in two hundred meters, the next at four hundred meters, the next at six or seven. So that, in a way, has a, a ability to prove up that that bigger window.
1: Well, and that's what I feel it will really be the catalyst for for better market value for us is proving that we've got like a Juanacipio and we've got budding tonight in those overlying volcanics that have gold in them we've got budding tonight and that's what peter McGaw told me was one of the indicators they used for their target holes on wanascipio
0: yeah because that was a blind vein yeah and that they had to they had to use some crafty uh, exploration techniques to find it that's correct yeah but again in in about 1000 meters from wanascipio is the cluster of veins that made the town of Fresnillo, which has been in production for over 500 years. Correct, yeah. So,
1: so you're it's that, not unheard but... of
0: to find these clusters of veins that can- no, Exactly. And that's all silver. You're not talking about gold uh, at Wannisipio and Fresnillo. Yeah, correct wow Joey, that's, system, a but different a that's a hell of a story yeah i can't believe more people aren't paying attention to it you guys only have a 7.94 million dollar valuation
1: i know it's crazy isn't it
0: that is that's sticking out like a sore thumb just asking to be uh drilled aggressively yeah So, I hope your phone starts ringing more, Joey. I'll I'll have to uh, scrape together some money next time you're doing a financing and uh, participate. I love that story. All right, sounds good. It's right up my alley, epithermal veins, boiling zones, uh, ability to find blind veins. And you never know, one of those blind veins could be another one of Exactly, yeah. Wow, and it's what's the? Sounds like you're right beside a town, so infrastructure is great.
1: Yeah, we're in the town of El Oro, where they already have a palace and an opera hall built by by the turn of the century when the mines were in production. So,
0: wow, wow, and and you guys allowed them to make a, a museum out of one of your workings? Yes, that's been done here in Zacatecas too. There's the Mount Bufa. And uh, that was a former mine that now you can go and eat there. You can check out the mines. They have tours, the whole works. And, and it's a very significant revenue generator for the for the city of uh, Zacatecas. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So I guess that's the same kind of thing they're going to do at uh, El Oro.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: The gold. <laughs> so okay joey that's your that's your stuff in mexico um newfoundland has become very exciting with the discoveries by newfound gold and even long before that you had uh uh, the um, valentine lake structure and uh, uh marathon gold has a is working their way through the permitting, three million ounces of gold with the ability to get uh, bigger. Uh, it's right along that uh, Valentine Lake structure, and uh, several gold showings is how they found it. And you guys have the ground right uh, to the south of the of the resource. That's correct. And three, the other on. thing that caught my attention is. Uh, you have sort of a fork in the road where two structures meet. That is the perfect scenario for rock preparation to allow the fluids to come up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So talk to us about that project, uh, joey
1: Well, it's interesting because we were in Newfoundland many, many years ago looking for what was thought to be the, uh, another Carlin trend and Larry Cornsey, of course, being on our board, um, has discoveries named after him and Carlin. So he brought us into Newfoundland and we had a lot of good showings and such, but um, in the end, you know, weren't successful enough. So we moved on, but somebody came to me not long ago, I guess in, um, four, four or five months ago and asked if we might be interested in going back to Newfoundland. And I said, well, certainly for the right right property and, um, and so they presented this to us, and, and we sure liked the the area it was in. Looked at um, previous work, and there was really high-grade gold in tills. And so we thought, well, why not? And what we were able to find... Those,
0: that high-grade gold, was that pristine grains?
1: You know, I don't have that information. I'd okay. like to know that myself, but I don't have that information. I just have that because it was done a while ago. Okay. Um, but what we did find is that we also have near a couple of those sites, there is exposure of quartz veining and in, in felsic intrusives in the felsic sediment and volcanic rocks. And, um, and there is up to 0. 0.4 grams gold in, in bedrock on our property. So we've recently been back in and followed up you know, round the tills and looked for more outcrops and collected about 20 samples that are in for analysis at this point. So I think it's very prospective ground. The geophysics certainly shows linear features um, that, that are paralleling the shear zones that we believe are there. And so, um, and then of course to the south, south and east of us is another junior that um, you've been looking at.
0: Yeah, they're a sponsor of my website called True Gold. Yeah, and, uh, and they again that... at the southern end of their property, that shear zone has a kind of a double hinge, and they went in there just recently and did some drilling, and they hit some visible gold right at one where one of those hinges are. So it's a pretty good sign that these are structurally controlled uh, mineralization.
1: Yeah, and and we. We all assume that so it's a very exciting place to be
0: yeah and that you know if you look at the marathons uh, uh, zone the the shear zone kind of has a bit of a bend to it and you know those flexures are often a good point to be you know preparing the rock or these yeah. hinges or these uh where they cro- uh, where they meet each other and you right. guys have that on your property where two structures come together.
1: Yeah, they create dilation zones where the fluids can deposit more
0: mineralization. Yeah. Have you done any sampling around that uh, fork in the road? Of those I stories?
1: believe so. The last, yeah, the 20 samples that are in there were focused on some of that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it sounds like you've got two projects to roll your sleeves up on and start getting the truth machine out there fairly soon joey
1: yes exactly we have some other things in western mexico that are near our surface and we have our ties into a plant there so we could get some production out of that as well but that again that's for some cash flow but it's not the catalyst for for growth for the
0: company right your your struck your core corridor of uh, veins in mexico and and Newfoundland. Newfoundland,
1: those are those are the that's the catalyst, as we know, exploration discoveries. That's what moves moves stocks
0: like ours, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, how's the cash position? Do you have any cash, or uh, are you going no, to? No, raise-
1: we actually are. Are I was going to mention to you, we're actually doing a financing right now. So, um, if you want to participate, be more than happy to.
0: What are the terms on that uh,
1: $0.06 cents with a ha- half warrant at $0.12 cents
0: for two years. Two years? Yeah. Good. Well, we'll have to talk. I, uh, okay. I might be able to scrape a few pennies together.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: And um, so I guess once you get some money, then you're going to prioritize and you're going to wait until you get these results back from the um, – uh, Newfoundland. From the sampling that you did in Newfoundland yeah, and depending on how quickly you can get things together in Mexico that's probably where you can drill soonest right year-round exploration kind of thing
1: yes yeah we're working on our 3D models and our targeting for El Oro and probably we could be doing something a little faster in Newfoundland because I don't think it would cost as much oh really yeah
0: So a a smaller program, but quicker to get to it. Yeah,
1: because the the drilling would be closer to surface, not as deep holes.
0: Right, but even at Mexico, you're only talking two to 700 meter holes. Yeah, no, that's
1: very true. It's not a lot, no. It's
0: not a lot, and, you know, if it's anything like Zacatecas, you're you're all in cost here, and by the way, if you need a driller, I might be able to help you out. Um, he he works for us at $100 all-in costs per meter. That's US dollars. Right. That's pretty good. It's great. You know, that's that's about as cheap as you get it these days anywhere in the world. And I'm kidding. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you need qualified people, I know qualified people down here, Joey, and <laughs> we're right here in Mexico. In fact, the geologist for Advanced Gold, where I'm the CEO, he ran the Geological Survey of Mexico for 30 years. Um, he know, he's got like an encyclopedic knowledge of Mexican geology, so maybe I can hook you two up as well, maybe because we're here you don't have to worry about COVID and stuff like that and, right yeah no know, drillers qps experienced geologists whatever you need joe yeah okay Excellent. all right okay so um well i think i'm gonna wrap it up joey was there anything yeah. else you think we didn't cover no. that you'd like no. to no i think that's great well i hope you get some money real fast joey because those uh those two sets of targets in Newfoundland and in, um, in Mexico just are begging to be drilled.
1: Yes, they are, definitely.
0: And you're, you know what you're doing with that truth machine.
1: I think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you've got a team around you as well that know what they're yes, doing. Yes, we do, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, uh, I'm gonna close it off. Joey, just uh, hang in and okay. we'll have a chat afterwards. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Um, As always, my shows are for information purposes only. It's important for you to speak with your financial advisors and do your homework before making any investment decisions. But I will say I did my homework before talking to Joey today. And um, I think we're on the exact same page uh, as far as the exploration potential. Um, In Mexico, as we talked, they've got a, a, a cluster of epithermal veins that are underexplored, where 8 million ounces of gold was produced in the past. And shockingly to me, if you had something like this in Nevada, for example, or Alaska or the Golden Triangle of British Columbia, those veins would be Swiss cheesed by now. Um, the fact that they're wide open for exploration is tremendously exciting. Uh, plus, Newfoundland is very exciting. Uh, they're right by a 3 million ounce uh, deposit. It's on the same structure. They're right beside them. And um, the company only has an $8 million valuation. That is very cheap uh, considering the quality of the projects and uh I think when they get some money together, they can start uh, banging some holes into these targets. And uh, I think they're going to be able to generate a lot of good news from that drilling. So uh, again, I invite you, Chali is how you say it, but it's spelled X-A-L-I. And I believe, Joey, the uh, website is chaligold.com or what's the website? Yep, Yep. chaligold.com. So that's xaligold.com their stock symbol is xgc check out their website do your homework i think it'll stand out like a sore thumb like it did to me uh projects that just they're begging to be drilled and we're in a better market for uh gold exploration in mexico and in uh in newfoundland And I think uh, it won't be long before you see some drilling out of these guys. So do your homework, check out their website. We'll talk to you soon.